Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. This is going to be a chatty episode. We want to discuss balance again, but we want to take a deep dive into whether or not balance actually exists, because that seems like a huge debate amongst all the adults, um, but also teachers, to be honest. Yeah, especially teachers. Especially Especially teachers. teachers. (laughs) But first, let's hear a TSH, a time-sucking hurdle from Morgan. Morgan says, a huge hurdle for me is not having my to-do lists and list of priorities ready for working periods. I'm a morning person and arrive at school between 6.45 a.m. and 7 a.m. Contract time is 6.30 a.m. So I prefer to get as much done before the school day begins or the calm before the storm. Sometimes I have my to-do list ready to go and I'm able to be productive. Other times I feel as though I'm just winging it and getting as much and getting, hold on, and getting as much done that I can think of before the school day begins. I knew I was going to find it along the way. It just wasn't there yet. (laughs) I'm working on keeping the to-do lists up to date, consistent, and in one place, so I'm not looking for tasks to complete. Morgan, I am a morning person too, and those to-do lists can either make you or they can break you. (laughs) I struggled with this for the longest, and I highly recommend that you go to episode 087 if you haven't already. This is Google Tasks, the what, why, and how for teachers. We go into how to use Google Tasks, and it has completely changed my productivity this past year. This is really going to help you in establishing your to-do list. You're never going to be searching for things to do, um, so definitely go and give this a listen. Yeah, I can 100% agree that I am so much more productive on the days when I actually have my tasks prepared. For me, having that power list has been a game changer. And we discussed this in episode 087. So I keep all of my like monthly to-dos and all of my weekly to-dos in Google Tasks. So the night before, I'm picking out three items from my things to do this week list and I'm moving them to my power list. That way, when I wake up the next morning, I'm not making any decisions. I'm just executing, right? And that's going to save me a lot of like that brain power in the morning because goodness knows I am not a morning person. No, and that's okay. But there are definitely ways, whether you're a morning person or not, that you can um, create a system that's going to help you be productive and utilize the time that you have available. So it's really, really helpful. Let's get onto this topic about balance. I feel like that when we talked about balance the first time, we did an episode 045 and it was called The Reality of Establishing Balance. Okay, now I'm not going to tell you about the glass versus plastic balls because I think Michelle does a way better job of explaining this than I do. Um, But it was one of my hands down hand still to this day favorite episodes that we've ever recorded together. Um, I just loved the chattiness of it. I loved the way that we went into this deep dive about the difference of understanding, you know, glass versus plastic balls, which I think a lot of teachers now online are starting to talk about more and more. Do you agree? Yeah. No, I completely agree. So just a quick recap. I think we did a much better job explaining it fully in episode 045. You're going to get the Spark Notes version right now. Do they still make Spark Notes, by the way? I feel like it should be like Michelle Notes or no. (laughs) That (laughs) That was was a valid attempt. That was lame. Um, (laughs) It's all right, guys. Anyway, (laughs) 
So we are all juggling, if you will. Just pretend we can all juggle, okay? And we are all juggling a series of balls. Now, we're not just talking like five balls, okay? Like, oh, I've got my school ball and I've Uh got my family ball. Are you going to say something? I was about to say, this is also the episode where we had people count how many times we said the word balls. (laughs) (laughs) We should do that again. Um, Anyway... (laughs) So you're not just balancing or juggling five balls representing those like broad categories. You're actually juggling like 55 balls or sometimes 555 balls because each ball represents an individual task or responsibility going on in your life. So within the realm of school, you're probably balancing or juggling like 50 balls at one time, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is some of the balls are plastic and some of them are glass. I think people like to kind of group all of the balls in one category. So for example, they would say, oh, well, it's a family ball. It has to be glass. Now, real quick, just to clarify, when we say glass versus plastic, glass balls are balls that you cannot drop because if you drop them, it's going to shatter. So those are like your important tasks that you can't ignore. You have to do it. Plastic balls can get dropped and they're just going to bounce and you can pick them back up again. So those are your like less crucial tasks, if you will, the tasks that you can kind of put off if you need to. I'm sorry, but not all family balls are glass right. and not all School balls are glass or plastic. They're all a combination, right? Like I have some family balls that are glass and I have some that are plastic. I have some school balls that are glass and some that are plastic. So we're constantly balancing these balls. And the reality is sometimes we have too many. We can't juggle them all. We're going to have to drop balls. So we just have to drop the right ones. We have to drop the plastic ones, the ones we can pick back up again and no one's hurt. We can't drop the glass ones. So we're constantly trying to figure out if a task is a glass ball or a plastic ball. Right. So I feel like a really good example of this is let's say I'm at work, okay? And I have to get my report cards done. Like report cards are due at like five o'clock. It is like four o'clock and I am not done yet, okay? So my glass ball would be getting these report cards done because if I don't have those report cards done, that means that it's going to affect other people out there, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like to me that sometimes is a a glass ball when it has like a rippling effect to others around Mm -hmm. me because they're depending on me to have this done. So that would be my glass ball. And let's say like as I'm working, my son calls me. All right. He just like wants to know what I want for dinner or what are we doing for dinner? So he sends me a text. I don't respond. He calls me. I still don't respond. And so then my husband calls me. I don't respond. And then let's say I just do a really quick. I'm running like a running late, like a quick text to them. Like that's a rubber. I'm not going to answer those phone calls because I know what they're they're harassing me for. (laughs) They just want food. That's what they always want for me. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? So like at that moment, my family, like, yes, they are super important to me and I want to cherish and love them. But Lord have mercy, if y'all don't just go and pick something up, I'm gonna lose my mind. Okay, that's kind of what those situations are. So that that's where this whole idea of, you know, some things can within these big categories of either work or, you know, your family can be either rubber or plastic. Is that a good way of explaining it? I feel like I did a pretty good job. 
I think that was a really good example. And, you know, I think especially giving that example of family time, because like I said, I think so many people want to be like, well, your family's always glass. Well, no, it's not. Like if I talk to my mom once a week on the phone and one week I've got a lot going on, maybe I'm traveling and I can't talk to her. That's okay. That's a plastic ball. I can call her the next day. Like it's not a huge deal. And same thing in the classroom. There's always those extra things that we want to do, right? But if we have glass balls, such as getting report cards done, we may need to push some of those like kind of fun things that are just extra. Like maybe we're wanting to relabel things in our room. So what if it doesn't get done? It's not a big deal. Exactly. Because that's not going to have like that domino effect of other things you know, falling apart. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that I think I really started thinking more about, especially when it started, I think it was around like summertime. And Michelle obviously knows a lot about this because we talk like all the time about these things. But um, I want to go back to this idea of seasons of life and how it relates to our like glass and plastic balls <laughs> that, we're, that we're thinking of. And so one of the things that I feel like I t- have a tendency to do on myself, and this is totally my fault because it's me doing this, right, is that I have I put a lot on my plate um, and I will put so much because I want to do well, I want to give more and I want to go above and beyond because that is the person that I am. Um, and so I started doing like an uh, unpacking anchors series within like my bridging literacy community. But then I'm also writing a second book. And then I also have grad school. <laughs> and then I also have, you know, my family. And I want to enjoy summer, like all of the things And you're like, Oh, my gosh, I'm starting to like, I feel like I'm about to go into heart attack mode, <laughs> because I'm thinking about all the things that I have to get done. But if we think about it, like in seasons of life, and I started telling myself, you know what, right now, for me, if I really just focus on getting these anchors done, because I think it's really important, it's valuable for teachers, it's really important to help them understand, you know, what is it that we're specifically teaching, because I think that relieves a ton of stress. So I put a lot more focus into unpacking anchor standards than I did anything else. I said, the book can wait, you know, this part can wait. And I worked my tail feathers off y'all. Like Michelle, do you, like I worked really hard, Mm -hmm. right? I busted my butt and now I have anchors done and ready to go for the remainder of the year. And the reason I did that, the reason I worked so hard to be able to get so many of them finished because I only release a few at a time is then I realized, okay, if I can finish these all the way up until the end of December, that means I'm going to have this much time and space available to focus on something different because it's a season of life. Things kind of change. And as I go back to school, obviously that's going to really impact how much I'm able to do. And plus I need to, you know, finish grad school and I need to finish the other book. So it allows me to kind of refocus and shift my thinking and what I'm doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And right now I'm in a season of life that is very house oriented. You know, I'm a house owner for the first time and so much of what's occupying my time are like the house projects. Like currently we're trying to get roller shades put in and I'm not doing as much work and that's okay because that's the season of life that I'm in right now. But if I flash back to A year and a couple of months ago when the pandemic first hit, I was in a season of life where suddenly, you know, I'm very limited with where I can go, what I can do. 
And so I decided to shift and use that time to finish grad school. I was doing several courses per week. Like it was crazy, but that's the season of life that I was in. And I knew that that was in my best interest. That way I actually finished grad school in April. So as the end of the school year came, I could focus more on school stuff, like actual school, not grad school, like Mm -hmm. teaching school. And then when summer came, I could actually enjoy my summer. Like that was a choice that I made. I think what's really important is keeping in mind that we, when we look at someone else's life, whether it's someone we know in real life or someone we see on social media, what we see is not always representative of what's actually happening or what's kind of under the surface. So this makes me think of the duck analogy. And when I mentioned this to Bridget, she was like, the what? I have no clue, (laughs) y'all. She comes up with all these things and I'm just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Which remind me, Bridget, when we finish the podcast, I have to read to you something my mom sent me. It's not appropriate to read on the podcast, but it is very funny. All right. (laughs) So the duck analogy. If you see a duck sitting on a lake, up top, the duck looks like it's just chilling, living its best life, right? Like it is just enjoying the sun. But if you went under the surface, if you went under the water and looked, its little feet are paddling as fast as it can in order to keep it afloat. And that's very representative of social media. We see the duck on top of the water. We don't see what's happening below the surface. Mm -hmm. So you cannot judge someone else's season of life. You don't know the full story. Because if you think back to last summer, if people had looked at me, they're like, oh, well, she's just living her best life. She's not doing any work. Like she's just chilling. Where that was the result of months of hard work that I had put in in order to make that happen. So I think it's just a good reminder for all of us when it comes to balance. Like everyone's in a different season of life and you don't see the full story. Remember that duck analogy. Yeah, I do remember this. And then I went back and I counted her and I was like, oh, it's kind of like an iceberg. (laughs) You only Mm -hmm. see like the little tip. You don't see the massive piece that's underneath the water. Um, But I, I just like understanding this whole seasons of life. And I'll be honest, guys, I feel like back when we first started this podcast, I, I mean, I did, I followed the steps that we, we talked a lot about here at the very beginning on this podcast, setting up habits, you know, lesson planning, organizing, creating schedules and routines. I did all of that. But one of the things that I really struggled with, with this, was this idea of batching. And I'll be honest, it's because I tend to get a little overwhelmed when I see something, you know, I'm, what, I feel like we we talked about this at one point, but like when I start a really big project, I start it really strong because I'm excited about it, but then I get into the middle and then I'm just like, all right, I'm ready to be done. You're <laughs> a just, bouncer. Yes, I'm a bouncer. I just want to just be Shiny done. Objects. And then I move to the next one because it's ex- exciting and fun and I can't, like I don't have the stamina to get to the end. But this past summer, I think, has really changed in the sense that I have, I've really built up that stamina. And I just like, I push myself through to get it done. And this entire time, y'all, I'm sitting here like doing like five or six of these anchors and it is a lot of work. And I'm like sitting here and I'm like, I'm not going to have to touch it until after December. I'm not going to have to touch it until after December. Mm -hmm. Like that was my motivation to be able to get it done. And I know a lot of you are probably sitting here listening to this podcast and you're like, but Bridget, we don't do all of that. Like we are not about that life. Like you guys got a lot going on. And, you know, we don't have that piece, but you do like if you want to think about it in the terms of lesson plans, you know, you can almost have seasons of life and lesson plans. And one of the things that I really started embracing, I think it was about a year and a half, almost two years ago, is planning for a longer period of time versus just a week. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, I knew for a fact that I was going to have Mountain Math and Target the Question. Y'all, Mountain Math and Target the Question is pretty much made for me. All I have to do is kind of create my answer keys, create the assignments in Schoology. And so I would sit down and I would do like three months, three or four months at one time. It was a lot. But once you get into the rhythm, you can get it done so much faster. And so I had this like time in my life where it's like, okay, I'm going to batch these lessons and I'm going to knock it out because then I don't have to stress about it. Yeah, I'm going to have to tweak things. Yes, I'm going to have to like accommodate for students, but the content is the same. That's not changing. I still have to teach it. Whether or not I have to like support my students in a different way, I'm still teaching that same content. Does it make sense? Yeah. So you do and you can kind of follow some of these ideas of what we've been doing where you kind of bust your booty and you get a bunch done like in one chunk of a time so that way it can free up space for you to be able to focus on other things that are happening in your life and real quick before we move on because I feel like this is a good transition first of all that whole time you're talking about batching all I could think about in my head was batch please you know instead of <laughs> the other word um anyway <laughs> Just filling you in on what's going on is inside my noggin. Is that a t-shirt? It should be. Oh my gosh. Merch. That would be great. I just watched my audio like spike when I yelled that. That was lovely. Okay. What I was going to say is just how, you know, I think we all get this idea of like, well, once this one thing is done, then I'm going to have all this time freed up. Yeah. If you're anything like Bridget and I, as soon as something <laughs> leaves your plate, you add three more things to yeah. it, right? Yeah. And so I know for us, and I think a lot of you can relate to this. It may not be in the same like business sense, but in terms of your personal life, it's like as soon as one season ends, another one is already beginning because you've kind of put that into place because you've already decided to keep filling up your plate. And I've also come to the realization it's okay to have a full plate so long as your goal is to eat. If you're going to fill up your plate and then you're going to just look at it and be like, nah, I'm not hungry. That's not very good. But if you fill up your plate because you're hungry and you're going to keep eating, then it's okay. Like, because we're giving you those strategies that can help you tackle all of those things. Right. Michelle. Oh, do you want me to, this one, this is your analogy. I know. I can't remember what we were talking about when it came to adjustment period. Like, what okay. are we talking about? So adjustment period. See, y'all, <laughs> we should give ourselves more detailed notes. We we're very, like, clean and I crisp. Like, and then... I feel like I, I understand my boat analogy, but I'm just okay. like, what the heck? So the adjustment period is when you're shifting from one season to another. So I think mm-hmm. about... Okay. Okay. You're, you got it? Yeah. No, okay. I'm good. I, okay. And I do. I think, like, so... I I have this boat analogy and I was going to kind of reference it because when we were talking about just being able to get things done and our seasons of life and juggling things and every, I I honestly think it's in everything that we might be doing. But when we, I think about going out on the water because we went out on the water a ton this summer, guys, like we were always on the on the river, which was really great. But I think about Blaine and Blaine is my rambunctious little man who is just a doer. Okay. But one of the things he will do is he will, we will take out a boat and we will have paddle boarding and we will have kayaks and we will kind of just like hang out like in a specific area. But one of the things that I was noticing as I was watching him is like going from the boat to the paddle board or the paddle board to the boat 
everything's very wobbly at first, right? So as we kind of transition and we change from one thing to another, it's always going to be a little bit wobbly. And you have to really understand that that's going to happen, okay? So you you can't just say, all right, I'm going to focus hard and get all this stuff done as far as my lesson plans, but then kind of transition to something else and feel like you're going to feel like a million bucks. Nope, it, there's going to be like that transition because you're, you're trying to regain your balance. And so once you regain your balance, you will be able to feel a lot more in control and you're going to be able to tackle things a lot faster. Does that make sense? Yeah, unless you're Billy because he still can't paddleboard. He can't paddleboard. That's all right. No. We don't judge him for that. But <laughs> it, but it is like I would always just kind of sit there and watch and it's like you're 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 getting your footing. And that's with everything in life, right? Whenever we change things, whenever, if we're moving or if we're going to a new school, like right now, for me, this like adjustment period, this transition that I'm having right now is that I'm going from summer to back in the classroom, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is a little bit wobbly because I feel like for me, I can't remember how to do things. Like why, Mm -hmm. why is that? Like I'm struggling to like get into my routine and my scheduling Mm -hmm. and um, following, you know, here's the things that I need to get done in order to feel successful in this other area. So everything right now is a little bit wobbly, but I'm recognizing that. And I think when we're more self-aware of some of those items, it's easier to get through this time. Does that mean, do you know what I mean? Like, I know for a fact that I, this time is going to be stressful. I know for a fact that I'm trying to regain my footing. And so by me just knowing that, I almost feel less stressed. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I think otherwise you sometimes feel like you're failing. You feel like you're not doing a good enough job. But when you step back and you realize, oh, this is part of that adjustment period. This is normal. It allows you, like you said, to have that confidence to be able to say, you know what? It's okay. And guess what? If you quote unquote fall in, going back to that boat analogy, then you can get back up. And that might mean going back to what's comfortable again first, right? Like you might have to get back on the boat to transition back onto the paddleboard because going from the water to the paddleboard is a lot harder. Yeah. But I think just keeping that in mind makes you feel like, you know what, any of these hiccups that I'm having, any of this stress that I'm feeling, it's normal and everyone else is experiencing it too. Yeah. Everything is not going to be rainbows and unicorns. It just can't. I think, you know, if we didn't experience sadness or stress, we couldn't really appreciate the joy and the happiness that we have in life, right? So I think we just need to be more aware, self-aware of the emotions that we're feeling in order to be able to tackle the time that we're living in. Yeah. And I think, again, it comes back to that rather than going, oh, I don't have balance that I don't like how this feels. You might just be in that adjustment period. You might be adjusting from one season of life to another. It makes me think a lot about going to the gym and how if you're going to the gym for the first time in a really long time, you are going to be sore as all get out, right? Like that's that wobbly transition. Mm -hmm. But once you start going day after day and week after week, it's going to feel a lot more comfortable. But then you might kind of get to the point where you might be overdoing it and your body might need a break. And that's another adjustment period. You might have to start doing a different form of exercise or even just taking time off. It doesn't mean you don't have balance. It just means you're adjusting to another season of life. Yeah. And when we think about that too, we can almost view it in that sliding scale, 
right? Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at, we're not going to go full blown on onto one side. So you have the sliding scale versus like work. And then you have like things that really just fulfill you, make you happy. It could be your family, it could be whatever you want it to be. But you can't automatically go from work on one end and completely forget about your family when you're at work because let's Mm -hmm. just be honest that doesn't happen like I keep my phone on especially when kids are sick and you know I'm worried about them there's other things that are happening you know you're kind of on a scale where you're maybe a little more work but a little less family and you can just kind of move back and forth on Mm -hmm. that I don't know how else to explain that piece of it well, I think it's like one of those old time scales. I say old time, but then what I pictured in my head was like high school science class. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm like viewing I'm viewing like a number line almost. And it's like zero is like work. And then 10 is like family. And it's like sometimes I'm going to be at a three and sometimes I'm going to be at a six. And sometimes like, you know what I yeah. mean? You can't be at a five. Let's just be honest, people like you can't be right in the middle because Right. That doesn't work. Well, and that's what I was going to say. So if you picture one of those old time scales, it has the two sides that get loaded up with weight. Yes. And if one side gets heavier, you have to move. I think, is is it called like the fulcrum? I don't know. It's like that middle piece. (laughs) I don't know. But you have to move it and you move it closer to the heavier side to help counteract that weight. That's really what balance is. It doesn't mean being in the middle. It doesn't mean equal time doing everything. It means you are shifting, you are sliding, depending on what's heavier in that moment, meaning what needs to take up more of your time. And that goes back to the whole glass versus plastic balls. So for some people that are sitting here listening, they're like, but then, you know, if I'm let's say I'm at a one for work and all I'm doing is drowning myself into work. You know, what do I do? How do I, how do I ensure that I'm paying attention to family? I think this goes back to just being self-aware, self-aware. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This goes back to you recognizing what's going on with yourself, um, what you're doing and carving out and finding time for family. At the end of the day, I think this is the biggest thing and that I've learned, you know, over my 10 years going into 10 years of teaching now is that it will get done. I don't know how, I don't know when, but somehow magically a little fairy godmother comes down, waves her magic wand and like everything gets finished when it's supposed to get finished. So try not to stress about that part of it and enjoy the small pockets of moments that you can find in order to be able to to build in some of that balance. And I think not only is balance that sliding scale that we talked about, but it's going to look different for everyone because everyone's in a different season. Mm -hmm. And just now, Bridget, when you were saying that, where it's like, oh, well, I'm always at a one, I'm always working, I'm never having time for family. That might be the season that you're in. And for me, I think back to my first year of teaching, I was very much in a work heavy season because it was new. I was transitioning to a new career, not even new work, just a new career in general. And I had to focus more time on it. And I think if you find yourself in that season for an extended period of time, like longer than you feel like you should be, I think what Bridget said about being self-aware, that's like the first step, right? You have to realize that it's happening. 
But then how do you start to move the scale, right? How do you start to slide? I think that's where it comes back to building those habits, to practicing those routines, to establish those skills that are going to help you move out of that season. Because if you're in a season where all you're doing is working, you have to somehow alleviate the work. You have to make it more efficient. You have to make it so that you're planned ahead so that you can shift to a different season of life. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought up about how on your first year, you worked a lot. And Mm -hmm. I think that's also, you know, we have to kind of view it that way too. I mean, you're not going to come out of college and automatically have a job that you have everything figured out and you're going to be completely feeling good and have this balance. No, majority of people coming out of college are going to work their butt off. Why? Because they're proving themselves, right? They're wanting mm-hmm. to find a spot. They're wanting to grow in their profession. And so you you work and work and work and work and work. And that's not a horrible thing. And for some people, that's really, you know, what they want. You know, they want to have that feeling of success and working hard and feeling as though they have this greater purpose, right? Mm-hmm. But then I think once you start to build in that family and you start to kind of, you know, have kids, get married and all of those other things. Now, for me, it was a little bit backwards because I had kids like way early on. So I was like trying to do all the things and balance it. And so my story is way different. But I feel like for others who, you know, do the work thing first and then get married and then have kids and that kind of thing. Um, You're then, once you kind of start to feel successful and feel like you know what you're doing there, that's gaining that footing, you then can start to transition to some of those other things that, that allows you to, to have that work-life balance. And I think it's important to touch on just workloads in general and how everyone can handle different things, right? Mm -hmm. What Bridget and I are able to handle in terms of a workload is probably different than what you're able to handle. And that's okay. I think it's also important, and Bridget touched on this, just keep in mind, some people really like to work hard. It may be a distraction from other things going on. And so that sense of purpose, I think Bridget used that word, that sense of purpose might actually be bringing them comfort because guess what? They might have, you know, things going on in a relationship or with family and they don't want to deal with it in that moment. They need a distraction. And so for them, staying late at school might be that distraction. And, And we're not saying don't stay late at school and we're not saying do stay late at school. We're doing, we're saying do what you need to do. What bothers me most is when, people maybe transition to a new season of life where they're not staying late at school and they start, you know, making people who are staying late at school feel bad. It's that whole like, well, you don't need to be working outside of contract hours. Guess what? That might be one of the best parts of their day. They get to just be alone. They get to get work done and maybe they don't want to go home. So stop making them feel bad because they're doing what's best for them in that moment. I feel like this is coming back to like all of the, all the like moms, like the mom groups and it was, I, I think it was a while. I don't know. Do they still do this? Maybe, maybe not. You guys are going to have to let me know. But um, I feel like there was that kind of look of, oh my gosh, you're going to go back to work after your baby's only six mm-hmm. weeks, like mm-hmm. kind of feeling. And then they would make you feel so bad for leaving your like in, your infant child mm-hmm. with you know a mm-hmm. caregiver or a parent or whoever else, and you were off working. I was that I was that person. I did leave my kids when they were six weeks old. And it was mainly one because I had to. I needed to mm-hmm. take care of my kids. So I didn't have a choice. I had to mm-hmm. I had to make money in order to support us. But two, it was also because it 
it made me happy. I felt like a better mother when I was able to walk away and have something that I felt as though I was being successful in to come back and then also nurture that baby. Do you know what yep. I mean? Yep. But then there are like our moms who are out there like saying, well, you need to take like, you know, three or four months and you need to do this. And they like hate on you. And it's like, y'all, why are we doing that to ourselves? Like, mm-hmm. stop it. Like, stop hating on people for how they want to choose to live their life. Do you know what I mean? Like, Michelle's not going to hate on me because I had a kid at 21, right? I'm not going to hate on Michelle because she's choosing to wait to have kids. Like, right. stop hating on everybody. Like, <laughs> we should be uplifting one another and supporting one another. And that's what we're here for. Not trying to like... <laughs> shame people i think yeah. of like the game of thrones do you know nope, you don't watch nope. game of thrones nope, i don't nope. watch game of thrones billy doesn't like fantasy i learned this guys so <laughs> um game of thrones there's this one episode for those, those of you that do listen to it where um i can't remember but like the evil like queen who's like horrible person i can't remember her name but she had to walk down like the village and everybody's like shame 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 like i that's automatically what i think of when i hear that word <laughs> Yep. So don't yuck and she's someone naked, else's by the young. way. I'm just oh. going to say it. She, yeah, okay. she's naked. That kind and of they're show. like shaming her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to all focus on not yucking other people's yums and it's going to be great. So yeah. in conclusion, <laughs> this whole podcast episode was trying to answer the question of does balance really exist? I think so many people are quick to say, well, no, like you, you can never have balance. I think what Bridget and I have come to is that Balance does exist, but it is not that stereotypical ideal that everyone pictures. The reality is balance is messy. Balance is always changing and balance is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want me to keep going? Yeah. You just you like sat great. back. She's I'm, like I was a foot away from her mic with her hands on her hip. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm just listening to you do your thing. Okay. So I think we all have to establish what balance means for us, right? So does balance for you mean eating dinner with your family every night? Does balance for you mean going to the gym every day? Does balance for you mean that you have a side hustle or another business that brings you happiness and hopefully some money? Does balance for you mean that you get to enjoy a cup of coffee every morning without working during that time? You get to decide that. And no one else gets to tell you if that's right or wrong because balance is different for everyone. And your balance is not going to look like your best friend's balance. Your balance is not going to look like your team teacher's balance. And that's okay. So, yeah, this whole battle of comparison, (laughs) just step away from it. Just stop. Just stop comparing yourself to other people. I think you need to live the life that you want to live. So, identify what that is and just go for it. Just do it. Do you. You know what I mean? And I think going back again to that episode 045, the reality of establishing balance, please go listen to it. Even if you've heard it, just go back and re listen to it. It's like watching someone else juggle and be like, oh, well, that's not how you juggle. Well, guess what? For their balls, that might be how they need to juggle them, right? Like we're all juggling different balls. We have some people's balls might be like triangles in different shapes. You know what I mean? So the way that we're all juggling them is the way that we need to juggle them in order to not drop them or to only drop the plastic balls. Yeah. (laughs) This was a great episode. I, I, man, 
I, I don't know if it, it like surpassed zero four five. I feel like I have to go back and listen to it, but this was a good one. Yeah. Um, so we want to know, guys, what is your TSH? What is your time sucking hurdle right now? Um, you can leave us your time sucking hurdle over on our website at teachingonthedouble.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified every time we drop a new episode, which is every Thursday morning. And then you also please make sure to leave a review over on iTunes. It really does help us to get into the ears of so many other teachers out there. And we just love hearing from all of you. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.